Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, another two-part episode. This one is first, Loveline 260 from September 26, 1996, a Thursday night show with guest Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And then Loveline 315 from December 12, 1996 with Shirley Manson, Steve, and Butch from Garbage. 260 uh, opens with Adam explaining his love for Dickie and the Boss Tones, how they first became friends and uh, bonded. Dr. Drew's high horse uh, gets trotted out of the barn. And later in the show, they play the impression that I get, and it's the second time it's been on Radio. A historic moment indeed. How quickly things would change for the band. Adam has another legendary cake vs. pie rant. It's an incomplete recording, but pretty close to full. And then followed up with Loveline 315, the band Garbage are guesting on the show. Adam explains the gambling they do on calls to the band members. And a female caller uses the classic, he broke his probation defense for her boyfriend that's locked up again. Dr. Drew admits to not only using the women's bathroom during the commercial breaks, but also peeing on the seat tonight. Adam bitches about his TV at home still being broken, and Adam gives one of the most detailed explanations of Boobville that we have in the archive. All in all, two very classic episodes that hopefully one day we can release full versions of. Until then, these will tide you over. As per usual, both of these were recorded in 1996. Some of the medical device may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One. On Facebook, Podcast One there as well. And PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Actually, oriented content. Listener, discretion, advice. Now, here's Levine. In this corner, Adam Carolla. And in this corner, Dr. Drew. Wow. That's a change. That sounds great. Does it? I gotta tell you, my only concern is is how bad the rest of the show is gonna sound now. I like a nice, I like to sort of, I like to get a little bit of a rolling start, a nice, a nice crappy intro, and then when I come in, there's not, uh, not, not much, much of a, of a jump down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you for backing me up on that theory, yeah, Drew. There are certain things I can really get behind you on. I'm, uh, yes, just uh, watch it there. Yeah. I'm Adam Corolla. It's Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. The phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Tonight, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones are going to be in studio. The uh, this some of the nicest guys in music. Yeah, absolutely. I I think it was at Lollapalooza at Irvine Meadows about a year or so ago. I ran into these guys. They didn't know who I was, and they invited me into their trailer to, to get loaded with them. Uh, I was just out there talking to them. Uh huh. They don't know who you are now either. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you by eleven forty-five, they're going to know the name Adam Carolla. All right. <laughs> All right, who do we have coming up, you may ask? We have Bad Religion. We have Republica. Oh, Cracker canceled. Yeah, I know. Cracker was uh, on tour with um, Cranberries. Cranberries, and something happened to what's-her-name's foot or hoof or whatever she has. And uh, they're not, it, they were this close to flying out from New Jersey because they love us that much. But uh, it's not going to happen. It's too bad because they really like those guys. Sir Mix-a-Lot. He'll be here, though. Oh, and he's got to sing that big butt song. I love him for that alone. If he never did another song, I would love him. I would worship him for simply the big butt song. We're going to see if I can uh, convince him to, to write a, like a big boob song before the night's out. And, uh, of course, tonight, the, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Engineer Mike has just said that he did a big boob song. Put him on the glass. Well, we have glass here at the Loveline Studio, so uh, perhaps uh, Sir Mix will uh, entertain us with that. All right, well, bring in your, uh, I, 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 I know you have the uh, best of Sir Mix-a-Lot uh, 
five-CD compilation set, Engineer Mike, so you may want to bring that in. All right. Drew? Let's go. Ready? Please. A little later on in the show, I'm going to do my um, Russian rapper guy again. I figured out. I said the S word last time. You didn't know you did that? No, I didn't. Oh! <laughs> Isn't that weird? That is weird. Because anyone who listens to the show knows I'm pretty pretty far out of it most of the time. But the thing is, is it was almost like a limerick to me. And if you say... It was a note, that's all. Yeah, yeah. if you say a swear word right. enough, like uh, in, in, the, right. in the form of right. a, like yeah. oh, a melody, right. you not, don't know it's a swear word not only anymore. That, what's really interesting, if, I don't know if you, you've never met the group, maybe you have, the group Biohazard. Mm -hmm. They use expletives like S word and F word about, I mean, they use them like commas and periods. And and they're punctuations. Not and, more and, than slash. And they no way more. Really? Oh, oh, it's it's. I wish other people. I wish the public could hear how they talk because it's such a it's such a a language almost that it, it, there's something. <laughs> I'd say I'm kind of charming about it. Oh it's, sure, you'd like them dating your daughter, hey, wouldn't you? One second. <clears throat> uh, let me just give Loveline address again. People, please send questions uh, as their questions. Out of every 800 letters, there's one question now. Good. It's PO box 43. Let's try to eliminate that. 4345. Hollywood, California, 90078, and the email is luv191 at aol.com. All right. So remind me to do my Russian yeah. rapper oh, yeah. later on. Uh, those of you who weren't listening last night and who are confused are just going to have to wait it out. Lorna, 19, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I have a question for both Dr. Drew. And about a year and a half ago, I was dating a guy, and I'd been dating him about a year. And I had a miscarriage with him. I failed to tell him that I had a miscarriage because I thought, you know, he'd always told me if I got pregnant, he would, you know, he didn't know what he would do. So I got very, very jealous, and I kind of pushed him, and I had a girl, a best friend, she was kind of on the, you know, always was after all the guys. She went, and she basically told my boyfriend that everything I was doing was unhealthy, but at the same time, I didn't tell him. Adam, are you following this? Uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones are going to be in studio in about five minutes. I got that. Uh, Lorna, you had a miscarriage. Uh-huh. You didn't tell your boyfriend because he said to you he didn't know. He is your boyfriend presently, right? No. I see. He has left me now, and he is still with this girl. I pushed, I kind of, like, went crazy, like, literally in my head. About what? About the whole thing. Right, and so what'd you do? And I kind of pushed him towards her. And like I even tried to tell my mother and everything. And she didn't. She didn't listen. No, she, I can't tell her about that. When, when did the miscarriage happen? It happened in March of '95. How far along were you? I was like two and a half months. How is your mood now? What, I, I what understand. Well, she's talking about these upsetting things. Oh, I mean, okay. Has it been? Has it been terribly disturbed ever since then? Yeah. You've been depressed ever since. Yeah, but I can't. I've even, like, tried to tell my mother, like, I don't tell her that, that I want to, like, go into, like, a... You want help? Yeah. You want help. But they, my mom and dad keep on telling me that it's... You know, the amazing thing about parents is they, the last thing they want to deal with or hear is that their kids are sick in any way. It's painful for them. I mean, yeah. they, they have to accept, they have to break down their own denial that you're okay and accept and go through the feelings themselves of having a sick person in the family. Plus, it's a direct reflection on them. I, sure it I, is. I'm not sure. Maybe some parents get into that. But mostly the parents really, at least a caring parent, really kind of feels what kids feel. I mean, it's very, very painful to, to have a child that's suffering in any way. 
And, and I'm sure they'd rather have the status quo of Lauren's just okay, just going through one of these phases. But you, you've got to get their attention, Laura. This is very important. Uh, I've tried to tell them for, like, over a year now. And okay, when, when right after the pregnancy, were things, were you getting a little crazy? I, I beat up this girl at school. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't express my feelings at all. I've always been told I was a cold-hearted person. I didn't care about anything else. It's because I always expressed my feelings. Right. And they're finally getting through right now, huh? And when I got, you know, I finally, no one could understand what was going on because I didn't, it was kind of considered like the white trash thing to tell someone. And I thought I should tell my boyfriend before I told anyone. Mm. And I got kind of really jealous while I pushed him towards this girl. And now he wants nothing to do with me. Did, did he hook up with that girl? Yeah, he, he is still with her. Well, he, he, he's sort of a done deal, I'm afraid, right now. I think that that's the least of your problems. I, I know it's a source of pain for you. Yeah. You've you really, you really got to take care of yourself, Arnie. You've got to take care of yourself. Is there a counselor at school? Is there anybody else? You, you have a personal doctor and friends. Anybody you can get to to get some help, you've got to initiate this process because you're suffering, and you may, may be suffering needlessly. Not only that, if this keeps getting worse, I mean, you could really be putting yourself at significant damage. There's uh, Young people, our society in general, overlooks the impact that miscarriage and abortion has on women, not just psychologically, but biologically. You, you miscarry a child, your, your body goes through some very wild changes, and it can produce, just those biological changes, intense depressions. And that might have been what generated some of those weird behaviors right after the miscarriage, not to mention all the psychological factors that came to bear. And now things are collapsing. And biologically, things haven't changed. Maybe they've gotten worse. So you really must get some help, Laura. It's really un unfortunate you're feeling like this. And I'm guessing she wasn't on real solid emotional right. ground I, before absolutely. the miscarriage. I, there are really some significant issues, and they're out of control. All right. So somebody has to hear Lauren, and you've got to make sure they hear you. All right. What have we learned from all this, Drew? Use a condom. There you go. You looked at me weird when you said that, Drew. Brett, 25, you're on Loveline. Hey, what's going on? Hey. I need some help. That. Um, basically, I'm in love with a 16-year-old girl, and I don't know what to do. And you're 25. Yeah. Go home and masturbate. <laughs> Please. How'd this happen? Uh, met her out one day. Where? At a place called Saturday Market. What yeah. is that? It's like it's, a Chuck E. Cheese on the East figured. Coast. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's a market they have here uh, Saturday and Sunday uh -huh. during the summertime and springtime and stuff like that basically just you can buy stuff like a flea market and you had no hint that this was a young person she didn't look it she what did you think the, what the, did you think that trash can lid size lollipop she was licking and the big pigtails weren't a dead giveaway Brett. what did you yeah. think how old did you estimate Around 18. Right. Around oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe, if you're lucky. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, the sure. girls nowadays do not look... No, but it's not... I don't think it's so appropriate for you to be dating 18-year-olds either. Assuming somebody who's 18 or younger. Yeah, but, I mean, the fact is, is I haven't had any sexual encounter with her at all. Okay. And you're, you're fortunate. And, oh, yeah. Um, but the, the fact is, I mean, I want to be with this girl because I'm, you know, like... No. You know how, like, everybody says, like, there's always one person out there for them? That's baloney. Yeah, that, that, those well, are the hard-up people. I don't know, but it just kind of seems that Well, let me, Lorenzo Lamas does not talk about there's only one woman for me. Yes, he does. No, he talks about banging <laughs> half the crew, or what are you kidding? Well, he oh, says Lorenzo, it, then he changes his, that's, changes that's his the point. tune he, six months later. That's the point. He feels it, and then all of a sudden he doesn't feel it. 
All right, but I got a feeling that uh, Brett is hanging on to the feeling for a little too long, especially the 16-year-old. Brett. But that's, it's a point. Yeah. It's, about as, it's about as real for Brett as it is for Lorenzo Lamas. That's All my right. point. Brett. Yeah? I am taking the real feeling away from you like a big hoover. Okay, suck right. it away. I'm uh, putting a, a special reducer attachment, putting it on your genitalia and sucking the love right out of your loin for this woman. All right. All right, Brett? Cool. All right, we're, is it now gone? You, Brett. You're, <laughs> you're cleansed. That was uh, Dickie from the, uh, from the Boz Tones. Thank you very much. All right. Go, go off and don't procreate. Okay. All right? And it wasn't good. All right. We have the Mighty Mighty Boston's who just rolled. Now, guys, uh, does everyone have a mic? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. Don't be shy. Go this ahead. This is and... my aunt, friend Steve. He's in a band called the Pie Tasters. They're on tour with us. They're from D.C. Yeah. And I know that uh, Steve is a uh, bit of a surprise guest for us here tonight. That's but... right. He's a huge fan of yours. Well, then he's... In, Steve, you're in ass-kissing mode? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Get the hell out. Okay. No. He's the only one of the three that knows Steve's who the hell you are. Steve's got a special so mic. There you go. Now... The, the uh, Pie Tasters? Yes. Greatest name for a band ever. I love that name. Second greatest. Uh, yes. Besides the Mighty Mighty Bostons. But I love pie. I think it kicks cake's ass. And I'm tired of going to parties where everyone breaks out one of those big, lardy, white things like Ann. Oh, can Ann hear me? Sherry had her birthday, or Lisa had her birthday like a couple of weeks back. Where Ann got that big old white spongy thing with the with the. With the no, that was trailer. How about your cake. How about your uh, formed cake? The boob cake? Yeah. Well, that's different. That's a novelty cake. So you'd call yourself a cake man, doctor? Yeah. You guys yeah. never see eye to eye. White no. trash on pie all the your way. Pie, he's cake. When's yeah. the last time anyone yeah. had a bad pie here? Seriously. Uh, I think most. If you get bad, bad pie, you know it. Yeah, That's but it, it's Mince very meat. rare. Mince very meat rare. would be a bad pie. Shoe fly pie. You ever had that? A key oh, that line. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I started us down this road. Or a bad... <laughs> right, please. Hey, but, but Adam, how did, you, how did you develop the Epicurean uh, 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 sort of sophistication uh, for pie? Why? How did that happen? Your history. I'm a... I'm a yeah, Drew, what do, you, what do you... Go ahead and spit it out. Whatever you've well, got you to say. You used to spoon pie filling out of cans. Well, when you, when okay. You, I had that's it. the one thing that people would have in their shelves All in the right. back of their closet. You get your hands on it. All right, here's what people Drew's, wouldn't miss. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna finish this conversation. I'm my, so my, lost. my mom was a health food nut. That was uh, Drew's high horse out of the barn very early, by the way. <laughs> my mom was a health food nut. She used to feed me weeds. She actually cooked weeds from the, the backyard. backyard. <laughs> and uh, and Where did you, know, you live? Where were these tofu? weeds? I lived in North Hollywood. Oh. I lived in the valley. So these were not North only weeds, weeds. These were yeah. valley weeds. These weren't even West Side weeds. And what happened is, consequently, when I'd go next door to babysit the neighbor kid when I was 12 or 13, yeah. I would go insane. I would go right to the pantry. I would open a can of pie filling. I would dump, uh, I would dump a count chalkmore on there or whatever the hell was in the thing. I would make this big compote with the mini marshmallows and sometimes just pour like pure saccharin and sugar into the thing and then just spoon it straight into my mouth like a junkie. And, and here's the message, parents. Don't try to go one way too hard with the kids because they'll, they'll come around and kick you in the ass. They'll the be strange thing is, my, my mom fed me nothing but junk food. So whenever I went to my neighbor's house, I'd head right for the backyard. <laughs> head right for the weed. Right into the garden and I... Uh, couldn't get enough of the stuff. I think I, I could, was eating bark. I, I was eating dirt. I could still. I was loaded on Twinkies and, and uh, 
Hostess cupcakes. Oh, the, the Yule yeah. Gibbons of and the I, uh, ska world. So neither, really, neither one of us. I mean, this not that's not saying anything for health food or junk food. I guess you're talking about parenting. We're talking about parenting. We're talking about parenting. Yes. you can't push too hard on. on Somewhere right. in the middle would have been good, probably. All right, let's let's talk music for a second. You guys have yourselves a uh, CD. When did this come out? That's about thirty-five uh, years 1956. ago. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half years ago. It's a lot of doo wop and uh, <laughs> some ragtime on there. Remember the big ragtime. <laughs> In the 30s. <laughs> no, seriously. seriously. That, that came out what, a year and a half ago. No, two years, at least, at least two years. They just handed me that. A year and a half, would you? They just <laughs> 1994 in the back. Oh, for Christ. to you. All right, is this uh, the last CD you guys have come yeah, out with? Yeah, we spent a little time working on the one that's coming out very soon. Okay. But meanwhile, question the answer is out there. And it's I, timeless. And absolutely. I bet they're giving them away if you go to the, if you go to the record. No, no, they're still selling. <laughs> People are still buying those, I think. Okay. We All just right. took some time off. We made four full-length albums in the course of four years, plus two smaller ones, two EPs. And we said, that's a, that's a lot, you know, I mean, that's a lot for bands. I don't know how many bands you really... But you, got, but you guys have been around for how long? Since the 20s, the roaring 20s. <laughs> Flappers and... You're bootleggers, no, but after been, that... Uh, we're the, uh, we're, I, th I consider us the original Scarcore band. We've been around for a while. But now we Our first full-length came out in 89. Uh -huh. And we were around a little before that. I think your first Love Line appearance was about 88. Was <laughs> it? Uh, really? It was early. It no. was who was the DJ then? Wolfman Jack? It's <laughs> 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 a long time ago. Who did we have on then? It was a poor man. It's nice that you it have us back man, yeah. after the performance. Oh, you guys are always welcome. Thank you so much. You're, you're really nice. I, like I said, I think I came into your bus or your trailer at Lollapalooza. It was Irvine Meadows. It uh -huh. must have been a year or a year and a half ago. Last summer. You guys just kind of invited me in, and I had uh, ate some fruit and had some beer. And yeah, we, it was were the, like, we were the friendliest guys on the Yeah, you guys could care less. Yeah. You didn't get that over at the whole trailer, did oh, you? Oh, absolutely yeah. not. They gave me the big shit. <laughs> there was something at you at the door. They're paying yeah. now. Yeah, now Courtney's begging to be on the show. Will I let her? Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, 21, you're on Loveline with the Mighty Mighty Bostones and the Pie Tasters. Hi, everybody. Hey. Hello. Hello. I was wondering if donating plasma on a regular basis would pose any threat to my health. I'm a vegetarian, and I was wondering if there's anything I should do. Did you, did you, were you a match for somebody? No, I'm going to start doing it on a regular basis. And I want to know beforehand. Just uh, for money or just out of the kindness of your own arm? Give back to the community. What do you think? I, I'm not sure what, what I'm is guessing it, money. What, what is it? You're just going to be giving blood regularly? Yeah, or plasma. Plasma. Now, same thing, isn't it? Well, I guess what they do is they take your blood. Yeah, I mean, there, there are different, right. You, you can donate different things. And usually if you're going to be donating blood specific products, because you match up with somebody real well. Have no. they tried matching you? No, I was going to go in for my first... I mean, if you're just going to be donating blood regularly, then it's no problem. Just make okay, sure you take plenty of iron. Just make sure, let them do it at the hospital. Don't bring it in yourself or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, like no, a there's, mason there's like a jar with crumbs <laughs> floating at the top. Do, do make sure that you're going to the same center, that they monitor you, that they know you, and uh, they can best utilize your uh, willingness to participate in this sort of way also. Okay. So, so you you will not be do unless you're doing products. Uh, you're not going to be going two times a week. Okay? All right. Let me tell you what I think is inherently wrong with giving blood, <laughs> because I did it for a while. Yeah. And I did it just because they called me one day, the Red Cross, right. and right. they asked. I apparently have some sort of uh, E uh, negative or something. I don't know, but it's some sort of blood that they needed. Right. Or maybe that's just some BS line they feed everybody. They, hey, need, all, they need all kinds of. Probably blood. just crack them on the phone, but hey, we really need your blood. Come on down. So I, w I went down there, and I did it for, for months and months and months. Right. And I would go down at the earliest possible time again, which yeah. was like seven weeks. Yeah. 
or something like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. And then I started thinking to myself. I said, why is there this waiting period between the times I, I give blood? So you can build up what they've taken off. Right. They take a pint. You have about seven or eight pints in you, and they take one pint. Now, I thought to myself, I'm always a pint short if I keep on this schedule. I'm always a pint right the day I get to, oh, I'm at full power, boom, I'm giving away another pint. I always go in to get an extra pint. I like to be a little bit above. You like to top, top off? It off? Top it off. Top it off. Top it off. <laughs> yeah, so I go in to get it. Extra blood. Uh, all right, so did we answer a question, Drew? Yeah, that she should go ahead and do it. It's all better. right, fantabulous. But, but, but follow directions. And it's nice of her, too. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Yeah, it's good. You know what happened to me and why I ended up ultimately stopping is they sent, they gave me another phone call. They said, it's time again. How I did came... they know about your blood type? How did they find out you had this? You must have donated blood once and they came back after you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And they could have gotten some scraping You're on the my... blood mailing list now. So yeah, be, yeah, well, not anymore because they called me and they told me to come down there. And I, like, took the day off work and went down to Van Nuys and did yeah. the whole nine yards. And I got there and they looked at the little thing and I went, oh, we shouldn't have called you. Uh, you earliest time you can come in is tomorrow. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm here today. So now they're jerking you around. So go ahead and <laughs> let, me, let me just give here. The blood and they not. said, no, we can't take it. And I'm like, what is 12 hours going to make in yes. terms of blood production? And as a matter of fact, I think I had an extra productive morning because I had like some grapefruit juice. And they're like, no. And I said, all right, well, screw that then. Take you and your damn platelets and plasma and get the hell out of here. Stupid, oh, stupid free God. cookie and orange juice. I'm going home. Drew? Let's take this oh, call. Yeah. Buddy? Yeah. You there? Yeah. All right, we'll put you on hold. All right, when we come back... <laughs> was his the, name Buddy? It really was. D-U-D-D-Y, or is he just your pal? That's what it says up there. It says Buddy. Buddy. I, I would have called him Dude if it was my I, I, You know, I do not normally make fun of anybody's names. Things have progressed here. My name is They're Ricky. all, they're all fake on this show, anyway. It's great. Yeah. All right, when What's we up, come buddy? back, more uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and uh, the Pie Sniffers. <laughs> Now the Loveline Weather Report for the nation. Mostly neurotic throughout the southwest. There'll be some scattered indiscretions around the Great Salt Lake. Also overnight, partly chronic in parts of Virginia. Your love line will be right back. So you've got a couple of minutes to go catch something. Hey guys, I'm Paul Shirley. I used to play in the NBA. And I'm Justin Halpern, creator of My Dad Says. We talk about the NBA in ways that people don't usually talk about the NBA. Yeah, we don't ask the same dumb questions, and this week we have Pau Gasol on, and we definitely don't ask him the same dumb questions everybody else does. At least we hope not. So come judge us. Everyone likes to judge. Judge our ability to talk to Pau Gasol. Yeah, and uh, come listen to our NBA podcast. I bet you like it. Short Corner with actual NBA journeyman Paul Shirley and Fox TV writer Justin Halpern. Download it now at podcastone.com. Yes, back with Steve Jackson, Dickie Barrett, and Joe Gittleman. Now, Dickie and Joe are from the Mighty Mighty Boston's, and uh, Steve is from the Pie Tasters, and they're on tour now together. And it's There's another a, band called 22 Jackson. If they're listening, we'd like to say hello to them. Yeah. And it's a family affair in it's here. It's a great tour. Wonderful. Yeah, you want to talk about it? Um, no, I think we should get to these calls. Yeah, yeah. calls. <laughs> you, know why, you know why I think we should is because... Last week, I was... It was a great week. We had a great week. Yeah. And this week... It's just slow down, and I think it has to do with not taking enough calls. Right. I can quickly sum up the tour. It's been a lot of fun, and people are coming out to see us. Thank you for anybody who saw us last night in L.A. And, uh... And I'll tell you what, I have the list of the tour and, and where, where you're stopping and the cities that we're in, so, so I will gladly that plug that uh, after you. we hear a song. But first, uh... Dickie's right. Let's take a call. Buddy. <laughs> right again. Hello. 16, you're back on Loveline. Yes, I am. Okay. Hey, buddy. Problem. 
Uh-oh. Um, recently, about a week ago, I was caught at school uh, with possession of marijuana. And What's your problem? I got suspended for a week, and my dad is, like, really upset, and I don't know how to, like, talk to him about it, because we never really talked before. About what did you ever talk to him about? about? Anything? Because about, now he knows that I've smoked pot, and he doesn't like that. And he's still not willing to, even though he knows about this, he just, he's brooding about it, he's not discussing it with you? Yeah, he, he doesn't want to seem to, like, cope with that I've done it before. Well, maybe he's giving you the cold shoulder and sort of that, uh, you know, stoic man teach you a lesson in the uh, old John Wayne tradition. <coughs> Is it one of those things? Um, I don't know. I don't see why he'd really be upset because he's told me that he's done it before, too. What have I said? Drew, have yes, I said? Drew, it's Drew. If you've listened to the show, you know Drew said thousands and thousands of times, lie to your kids. No, I don't Drew, say lie, that. Lie, lie, lie. Don't lie. I said don't discuss oh, it. high horse is out again, twice in the first half hour. What, what, Drew, what would you say? I, I, what would I say to Buddy? Or I, There's two issues here. One is the Listen mistake. Listen to him stammer. No, no, no. The you mistake. Hear stammering? Uh -huh. Yeah. The mistake of discussing in the first place was what opened the door for Buddy to get in this position. That's a mistake, number one. Number two is the second mistake is now that Buddy's in trouble, he's, he's not available as a parent. Okay. I mean, he's got, he's got to be available in two ways. He's got to be supportive. He's got to encourage communication, <laughs> but he's got to create consequences for what Buddy's done. He's doing, it sounds like, he's doing none of those right, things. I'm, I'm not going to defend Papa Buddy. I am going to say, Drew, that you're uh, no answer. You're, you know, take the fifth kind of approach to uh, drug discussions with your children is going to, is, is recoculous. Uh, it's not going to no, work at all. No, it is not. Well, listen. It's going to be difficult. Buddy, but... buddy says to you at age 13, hey, uh, Papa Drew, you ever do any drugs? And what do you say? You say that that's it's not even open for discussion what I did or oh, didn't. Oh, that do. means that means yes. That's like when, no, but that you know what? Yes. Like yes. You, you, you can do girl. that, but it's not. But it is not yes. And, it, and it's a clearer, clearer message that it's not okay and not acceptable, and you're not going to tolerate it. Right. Stop it, pointing it, at it me for Christ's sake. How about how about say, um, yes, I have, but it's that doesn't mean that you can good. do that. You can do that. Let's say that let's, doesn't mean it's let's good say good let's say you're you I, I, when I came up with this, I was talking to a group of people in recovery, and the, one of the people said, "Hey, I'm in recovery. My kid knows I'm in recovery, but what am I supposed to tell him?" And in that situation, obviously, yes, I did drugs. Look what happened. Focus on the consequences and stay with the fact that it's not acceptable. I think you either go the truth route or you just lie your little ass off. Uh, you lie, you're caught, you're in, you're in deep. Right. To me, this is like when you ask a girl, hey, do you masturbate? And she goes, um, I'm not going to tell, tell you. Oh, okay, you go, yes, all right, you're yes. probably doing it now with your third hand. Yes. I can't even <laughs> see what's going on in there. Absolutely. All right, buddy, yes. listen, first off, stop bringing stuff to school. All you boneheads out there. You get caught bringing a gun to school, a, a, yeah. a, a stiletto, stash a stash to school, <laughs> narcotics. People are like rolling stills into schools now. It's it's a ridiculous idea. Why do you have to bring pot to school, That's buddy? Lunchtime. Got to go out and, you know, get high at lunch. This is not acceptable. That's stupid. Not Thank you. Thank you, Drew. Yeah. All right, buddy, listen. You're too young to be getting stoned at school. You understand? Yeah. This is, uh, this is a bad trend. Save it for the weekends. Well, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I really go off on the weekends. Just really <laughs> save it all up and come in on Monday like a moron. What are we what? supposed to encourage you to do that? No. Right. Well, I mean, here's the thing with with here's my stance on marijuana, and it's barely a stance. It's more just sort of I'm propped up against a wall somewhere. In his buddy's case, you just slid right off. I'm sure. No, no. Here, here's my stance. First off, I don't think people under. Uh, 20 should really do it. 18. Because why? Okay. Why do you say that? Because they're developing. They don't right. know any better. Well, they, uh, it's, it, it actually affects the brain differently at that age. Right. Okay. There. What Drew said? 
that's what I say. All right. Now, when you're older, if you want to do it once in a while and you want to be responsible about it, just like alcohol, then be my guest. Do you know what? What? I totally agree with you. Really? Totally. You got any on you? No. Okay. <laughs> Buddy. Steve does. Right, however, <laughs> however, however, there are people that will still abuse it, use it more than they should, and there are people who become addicted to it. Okay. So and Buddy's addicted. Buddy, you're too young, and it's too fast, and, and it's too early, and, and you're addicted. And I bet Dad... was addicted? When did we get that Oh, please. I didn't... It's true. But I bet I bet Dad's an alcoholic. You want to find out? You want to bet? Pops? We don't bet. I'll bet you he's an alcoholic, but Buddy doesn't tell you. I'll bet you he's a I'll bet you five bucks. All right, five bucks. All right, five bucks. a cross-dressing alcoholic. All right, we've never gambled on the air before, but uh, you're going with cross-dressing alcoholic. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm just... willing to bet he's a trucker. I'm going with non-alcoholic. every most days. Okay. Every day and has features of alcohol. All right, let's just listen. Buddy? Buddy? Does your dad drink every day, pretty much? No, but my mom does, but mom's she just alcoholic. went to recovery. Okay, your mom's an alcoholic in recovery. Mom was an alcoholic, yes. Okay. And right. dad does not? No. No right. drinking for daddy. It doesn't. My, my point is made, but you still win the bet. All right. Five bucks, you mother. What about? Let's hear something from the Mighty Mighty Boss. You ask him about the cross-dressing, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm, we'll I, move I, on. I have our, I'm, I'm five up. I'm not going to chance it. I'm not going <laughs> to let it ride on the, on the skirt. <laughs> Mighty Mighty Boss Stones have a CD that's uh, going to come out real soon, but until then, uh, question the answers is uh, definitely one you can find in the stores. And yeah. Engineer Mike, what song are we playing? Kinder words. Oh, oh, you're right. Yes, uh, kinder words from the Mighty Mighty Boston's. words from the mighty mighty boss tones drew yeah going back to the freaking phones good sam 15 you're on love live with the mighty mighty boss tones sam uh -oh. oh i think he hung up oh. cool we're going blind john 15 yo hey hey what's going on guys hey you're on love live um i just have a question about girls like um i consider myself uh, like a pretty popular person and everything and uh, I don't have any like disgusting habits or anything, and my Stop friends are bragging. Really cool. <laughs> and um, I was just wondering, every time I go to ask a girl out, she says that she wants to be friends. And I'm wondering, is there something I should be saying to make her think more seriously of me, or is there something wrong I'm doing? That's all I want to know. <clears throat> Well, let's. Uh, we have a lot of guys in this room who've probably had their uh, ups and downs dating over the years. Yeah. I'm guessing. Uh, now let's uh, let's take now. Let's start with Joe. Joe. Yeah. Before the band. Uh huh. Uh, how how was it with the ladies? <laughs> uh, it was all right. I guess it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You did fine. I did fine. Uh, I think when I was his age, though, in high school, I didn't do too good. I think in looking back on it, I probably was over eager. You know. Yeah, I was always the guy who was, you know. Uh, you went to a weird school, though. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it was a, just a, it was a public school. But you had that stink but of it was Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, they could they could smell how horny I was yeah, on me. I had <laughs> that stench of desperation on me until actually just this morning, really. <laughs> Plus, I was his older friend. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys go I was that far out with back him to score the women in his high school? Yeah. yeah. Well, now how'd you do, Dickie? Scored all the women in his high school. Oh, okay. 
guess, like I guess you answered it. Don't admit this. <laughs> Why not? All right, John, here's the deal <laughs> as far as I can tell with women. I, I think that women put guys into one of two categories. They're either the friend category yeah. or the guy that like to get to know better in, 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 in a boyfriend sort of sense category. Change, Am I maybe like waiting too long <laughs> to like ask him or uh, like, like a friend line? That I'm well, here's the thing. It, it's, I know this is going to sound weird in, a pol in, a, in today's uh, political correctness, but you don't ask them, you tell them. You know what I mean? That's what a good salesman does. A good salesman doesn't say, oh, come on, buy the vacuum cleaner. The good salesman kicks in the door, throws down a bunch of schmutz on the carpet and goes, you need this machine. <laughs> you have to do the same thing minus the attachments. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> you are upright John. You got bristles. Uh, you got oscillating action. You, you got a sucker that won't quit. And you have to sell yourself Several that way. Several different nozzles, but, attachments. But a couple things, though. You can't be what you're not. Right. right. And if he's right. not a salesman, he's not uh, a salesman. Oh, yes, you can. Well, and number two... I'm a singer. Don't you think that what <laughs> thing, things that are appealing to 15-year-old uh, young ladies may not be the same thing that's appealing to a 19-year-old? Oh, yeah. In other words, what, what he's got now may suddenly become a commodity that's yeah, worthwhile. That's, time uh, is going to change all, right. all of this. That's when you old, get older, it's true. You guys, stop spoon-feeding him the BS. Nothing is going to change. <laughs> it John is, is going to change. No, it's going to change. <clears throat> Women. I was such a nerd in high school. <clears throat> producer Ann. Well, when we come back, we're going to get Producer Ann on the, on the horn here. And she's going to explain to you guys how women basically want the same thing all the way through life. Is that not, that's tr not true, is it, Ann? They're attracted to the same thing initially. Later on, after they get burnt several hundred times, they want a guy who's a little different, and then they get tired of him and throw his ass out after three months. But as far as initial attraction, it's all the same. John, Anne is going to answer your question, uh, along with the Boston's after this. Hi! Love Line's going to be right back. All right, play the beat. My name is Paul Shirley. And I am Justin Halpern. Together, we do a podcast called Short Corner. It is a podcast about the NBA, but it's not the same as every boring podcast you hear about the NBA. Paul, you played in the NBA. Yeah, three different teams in the NBA, a lot of teams everywhere else. And Justin is a comedy writer. That may not seem like a logical pairing, but together we make magic about the NBA. So come listen to us. Uh, find us at podcastone.com backslash short corner and let us make love to your ears. Well, he's back. Phone number here at Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician. And tonight, <laughs> we are here with the uh, fantabulous Mighty Mighty Boston's, as well as the pie-tasting representative, Steve Jackson, and uh, Dickie Barrett and Joe Gittleman, all from the Mighty Mighty, Mighty, Mighty Boston's. Now... What the hell was I going to say? Oh, yes, yeah, so a little plug for the band. Uh, tomorrow night, Friday, and you guys jump in if uh, any of this isn't right. Uh, San Diego? Correct. I, I don't know. That's correct? I believe so. I believe you. All right, if you don't, know, all right, if you don't know, don't say anything. You're going right. to... I'm going to go to San Diego because you just said so. Okay. One way or another, I'll be there. <laughs> okay. Dickie will be there panhandling. Yeah. Uh, and you'll be at uh, Soma? 
Yeah. All right. Club. All right. Place. Now, then Saturday, the following day, the 28th, you'll be in, in uh, Pomona at the Glass House. On Sunday, you'll be at the in uh, Ventura, the Ventura Theater. And then Monday, you'll be in Tempe, Arizona at the Electric Ballroom. Very good. And Thank you so much. Tuesday, I'll be at the White Sands doing my own stand-up thing. <laughs> but that's uh, for another show. <laughs> The comedy stylings of Joe Gittleman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, producer Ann, are you, uh, are you poised? I'm ready to go, babe. All right. Now, tell us, uh, honestly, uh, harken back um, 40 years to when you were 15. Shut up. All right. Just a, just a handful of years to when you were 15. And, and, and what impressed you in a man? Well, I think m women are mostly attracted to the rebel the popular guy, the guy who's in a band. Yeah. And when does that? When do you feel that changes? After you've been screwed over so many times, right? You know, right. so probably not until your mid twenties do you start looking for the sincere, sweet guy. Right. Yes. It's uh, twenty guys and thirty pounds later. It's time to settle in. <laughs> not you, Anne. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm generalizing uh -huh. here. There's always yeah. exceptions, baby. I know, All right, shut the mic off and never turn it on again. All right. All right. Drew, you ready to roll? Please. <laughs> Please. Don, 25, you're on Loveline. How you doing? Good. I'm really totally stoked I got through tonight to talk to the mighty, mighty Bostons. Thanks, Don. All the way to Hawaii last week to see you at the Big Melee. Cool, cool. And my, uh, I, worked, uh, I worked at the radio station there, and every time you guys came there in concert, I was the intern who had to fill in and didn't get to go. So I never got to saw you. Uh, you never get to saw us. <laughs> right. I hope you get to saw us sometime yeah. soon. Are you talking ra uh, Radio Free or K-Poy? Yeah. Radio yeah. Free? Oh, please, K-Poy. Hello. <laughs> Are you serious? There's a station called K-Poy. Yeah, they ripped us. <laughs> That's not, that is... They ripped us. K-Mahalo. Radio oh my God. Free is a uh, uh, great station. I didn't get to see you because my girlfriend wanted to go swimming, and I thought you guys were third, but you were second. Swimming? Yeah. Surfing. Uh, That's no, insane. Swimming. Who's calling the shots there? Yeah, I know. And that's exactly at the time we were hitting the stage, she yes. wanted to go for a dip. Who's yeah. wearing the grass skirt in your relationship, <laughs> Don? Well, we're about to get to that. Okay. Funny <laughs> you should ask. All right. Uh, actually, she's Japanese. I met her here in Portland about four months ago after I moved here. And uh, my girlfriend that I was living with for two years before her was Japanese. She was my first real serious girlfriend. Mm. And uh, I don't know, is it... I, 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 I like a lot of stuff about Japanese women, you know? They enjoy serving their men, you know? They enjoy doing certain things. What's, your, what's your question, Don? Well, my question is, like, everyone's like, oh, Don, you're going out with Japanese girls again, or, you know, they're like, they slam me for it. And I kind of feel guilty that, like, wow, you know... Are these your buddies? Oh, the guys at work, and, and you know, her... I met... The girlfriend I, I met, I met uh, one of her student friends in town who is Korean and they're like they think I'm just like oh you just go for Asian Japanese girls uh huh so is that should I look you know, I know I enjoy it so but should I just forget about you know no listen I, to your friends should I try and get Come on, on that? that's ridiculous your friends are jerks go with uh, go out with whoever you want to and and it should I mean this is Recoculous. Late 90s. They're, they're, they're kind of teasing me, you know. This but is I know so recoculous, I can't even... Usually... white girls, they wouldn't say anything. No, you, if you were happy, they would. Because your, <laughs> yeah. fr your friends are just poking at whatever makes... You, you probably are unusually happy, and that's probably what makes them unusually uncomfortable. It, uh -huh. is, it is your male peer's obligation. It's, it's more than... It's, it's a calling more than it is a hobby. 
to basically size up you and the women you're with, figure out if they can if they can find just a little ch in the armor, pardon the pun there, uh, <laughs> and see if they can rattle you a little bit. They'll, they'll always do it. That's what guys do. Especially the guys without girlfriends. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then the second you guys break up, they hop on top of them. The girl they've been making fun of for the last year and a half, all of a sudden she's free and sing single. You're out of town for a weekend, and they're trying to get in their pants. Uh -huh. Don, you yeah. do what you want. Cool. You enjoy the uh, the the uh, yellow fever. That's your business. Yeah. All right. Hey, keep up the good work, guys. All right, all right. Bye, Don. And to take it easy with that subservient stuff, though. That can get you into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you could just see him wearing, like, a big kimono and walking around the apartment. Should have seen I Allison am Papa-san. <laughs> She's going like, I am the man. My feet hurt. Would you loosen the bindings? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't want to get any more letters. Heidi, 18, you're on the love line with the Money, 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 Hmm? Uh, yeah, I've kind of got a problem. Um, I possibly could be pregnant with my husband's co-worker. Oh, that's so... That's um... <laughs> they're hiring early. Oh, uh, I, I see, I see, okay. Well, the situation was that, um, well, I already talked about my husband about getting a divorce. Before this happened? Yeah. And Bill and I ended up sleeping together. And uh, now it, and he's going to be moving in here with us, with me and my roommate, and now he's with my roommate. Ooh. And the other night, I got really drunk, and that's when they told me they were together, and I tried to commit suicide and ended up in a psych ward. <laughs> and now i got to go to treatment and that's stuff. What they call inappropriate uh, laughter. Yes. Where, where, is she, where is she from? Where are you from, Heidi? Wisconsin. Okay. Uh... Plenty of room to find yourself in Wisconsin, by the way. I was there uh, when, we're, when I was out for the, uh, whatever, the stage we're on in uh, Minneapolis. We're out there for the big concert. Uh, let's not plug stations. Okay, She's got a problem. Right, right. All right. <laughs> we'll plug Heidi. Heidi. All right. So let me, the edge, yes. Let me just uh, get something straight. You, you're getting a divorce from your husband. Anyway. Yeah. You're only 18, by the way. Yes. Okay. I just got married last November. But that relationship is not working. Okay. No, That's we're not done. Compatible. You met a guy at work. And you had sex with him. Yep. Your husband's co-worker. Yep. Oh, husband's co-worker. But already, on, on divorce had already been in the works at that point. Right. This same co-worker came back and hooked up with the roommate? Yeah. How did they find each other? Um, well, we were all hanging out a lot and stuff, and um, all right. now and that, they're and that, together. And that just was put you over the and top. And I could be pregnant with his baby, so. Okay. Is everybody around your age? Huh? Is everybody like 18? All the players? No, um, Bill, or the guy's 22, and she's going to be 21. Yeah, that's all around the same age, right? Yeah. That, that would be it is when you're, when you're 32, it's, it is. It's a big <laughs> immature um, nightmare you're in right there. Everybody's really all right. So all this stuff. You're, you're in the middle of this sort of uh, chaotic uh, cesspool, yeah. Heidi. And I, I would say you have <clears> to uh, extricate yourself from that environment. I mean, because you got the roommate who's obviously not on real stable ground. You got the guys coming over and bopping the roommate and Bill. bopping you, who yeah, yeah, showed his colors. And working with your husband. And we're in cahoots with uh, this uh, this ex-husband of yours. So can you get away from this? Can you get out of this environment? Um. And not no, take not really, because we have a year lease, and I really can't get out of it. Oh, come on, that's ridiculous. Just and yeah, I mean, what? Are, I'm pretty much stuck. Yeah, well, what's more important, a cleaning deposit or your mental health? Well, my mental health, but 
I mean, I've learned to cope with it pretty much. Oh, no, please, like, please. No, 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 no. No, you no, haven't. No, 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 no. Come on. Yeah, get a subreddit. <laughs> Come on, you tried to kill yourself. I mean, yourself. she was my best friend. Right. Uh, so no. I figured I didn't want to let a, a guy loser. get in between us. Um, I, I figure you should. But I, I mean, know, that kind I, of know I, I talked to them about it last night because I lost a lot of trust in both of them and stuff. Imagine oh. that. Hmm. Just because you know. she slept with You're not going to get it back anytime soon. Please. Nor should you. Nor should nah, she. Forget it. All right. So, Heidi, I've yeah. been giving this advice out a lot lately. You need to, you need a, a more moratorium put on men. You need to just stay away from all guys for a solid year and get your crap together. You need to, you need to go to your counseling. You need to, uh, you know, take do a little medicine. introspection. Take your medicine if you have any. If you don't yeah. have any of your own, take someone else's medicine. No, no, you're, you're on meds. You're, oh. you're, you're on meds now, right? Head for a coast. Yeah, I am. Zoloft or Prozac? What do you Zoloft. want? Zoloft. Okay. And basically, I mean, you need to, you know, be hanging out at the library. You need to be listening to classical yes, music. But that ain't me. I know. I, am, I know it ain't you. I'm a, That's I'm that. a people person. Yes, I mean, you certainly. You're a penis person too. You <laughs> you got to stop that. No, it wasn't that. It was just he told me he loved me, and... All right, but you believed him. Yeah. All right. But you're the one choosing these abusive, unavailable a-holes. Yeah, you like people. They're just all a-holes. Well, you're <laughs> well, The first husband's an a-hole. The second guy's an a-hole, and your well, roommate is an a-hole-less. Um, plus, my husband wants to um, stay with me. I guess right. he wants to like get back together with me in a couple years and stuff. And a couple years, <laughs> I, I don't love him. Yeah, then, maybe, then maybe you don't have a wife. Couple years, find out. Find out in a couple years. Yeah, then you don't have a marriage if you don't love your yeah. husband. Well, exactly. That's why we're getting divorced. All right, That's fine. Uh, Heidi. Yeah. Your people person. Put yeah. that on hold for a little while and, and just take care of yourself. That's what I'm saying. And then go back to being a people person when you can choose the people right. a little more clearly. Don't be so focused on experiencing yourself. By experiencing other people and yeah. other people's problems. That is a real good point, Drew. Everyone thinks they well have said. to sort of live their life through others. Meaning, I got to get in a relationship so I can live yeah. my life. Well, it's, uh, but, yeah. but it really, it, people don't experience that they're even having any kind of an emotional existence unless they experience it through someone else. Right. That, that's what codependency is, really. That's what that basically. That, that's a phrase that's been way overused, but that's basically what that is. Yeah. And that's what Heidi is. Heidi had an abusive <laughs> or unavailable or alcoholic parent. Yes. Yep. Drew's, and, Drew's trying and, to get his five bucks no, back. No, yes, that's what she had. That's what she had. And now she's she now has, has no other way of experiencing herself emotionally except then through these abusive a holes. And Adam is is advising you properly, though maybe naively. Oh, that that a year that, off yeah. will do do you all all that you need, but it will help. Let me tell and, you, when Drew spits out something good, it's sheer brilliance. When I do it, I just stumbled onto it somehow. <laughs> just l luck. I just backed over it somehow. <laughs> Please, Drew, you're so condescending. Get that five bucks out. I wasn't I don't kidding. Have it. I don't have it. I'll give you three. All right, all I'll right. take the three. All right. All right. You give me the two on so Sunday. I pay for parking for my. I, unless I don't want to hear about the kids. Give me the three bucks. <laughs> Brings the kids into it immediately. Did you hear that? Well, wait, wait. I got five bucks. All right. Give it here. All right. When we come back, more with the Mighty Mighty Boston's and uh, more with you. And a quick check of the out-of-town scoreboard. Wow, what the hell are they on about tonight, Bob? Here's what I have no idea. Why aren't those young people in bed? Go to bed. Love line. We'll be right back. You're 
on the film vault, Brian, I feel like we take care of our listeners. It's not easy for people to make it out to the movies. They got kids, they got work, and uh, making out to the movies isn't always these things. So you know what we did this week? This week on the film vault, yeah. we got you covered. Top five streaming now movies. Movies you can stream on the old Netflix, go stream online, and uh, watch on the cover of your own home. That's ten movies, at least, that we have covered for you this week that you can watch now that uh, get the green light from Brian and I. Good movies, unequivocally good. You'll enjoy them this week on the film vault. Over at Podcast One. That's O-N-E. Dot com. Loveline. Phone number <coughs> 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. They're the Mighty Mighty Boston's, And we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Non-stop. New Rock. This is 94.7 NRK. Hey, NRK. Candace Portland. You're my stern but groovy master, Adam. <sighs> that was Jennifer Gray. Jen- she's an actress. Uh, These guys yeah. look like a bunch of groupers, yeah. huh? What <laughs> <laughs> the hell's out there? Did you guys see uh, Dirty Dancing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember her. Yeah. 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 Last night at the Seventh Vale. A little, a little bit. Joe, you end it, you end it, you end her at all? Thank you. Yeah, yeah she's cool. Yeah, yeah, she's real nice. You know what she's got the hots for. No, don't say you. You're looking at him. Uh, oh yeah, there's a definite thing going on between <laughs> us. Yeah, but he completely exploded. She it. found out that I dumped talc down my shores before I leave the house, and it was a deal breaker for her. <laughs> I don't know why. Why, why do you do that? It's when it's fresh, why it's a crime. Put the talc down your shorts. <laughs> I, I like to stay fresh. <laughs> you guys ought to try the ball powder. <laughs> Steve, you dump some talc down the shorts, don't you? Sometimes the humid summer in Washington D.C. Right. Yes, yeah, so you're I've actually got a Boston rosin bag up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's a little different. It's the same idea, though. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, I knew you'd get along well with these guys. Yes, <laughs> they're they're we're, we're cut out of the same cloth. Indeed, it's that that, that poop cloth. cloth yeah. Yes, <laughs> Linda, thirty, you're on Loveline. Hello. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was calling because, um, my girlfriend has herpes. Right. And, um, I'm wondering, like, if I could catch it. Where, where does she have it? Um, well, she's told me she had it. It's not like you could really tell. You know, where, where does she have it? Um, you can have the it. big H, you know. Linda, I Linda, you can have, hang on here, guys. Okay. You, you, you can have it on your mouth. No. You can have it on your eye. You can have it on your skin, really anywhere. You can have something called herpetic whitlow, which is on the fingers. Keep uh-huh. moving down. You can have it on the genital tract. Yeah. Keep going down. You can have it on the anal area. You can, it, it, it's a skin disorder. Oh, really? Basically. Yeah. Oh, I mean, anal. Like- oh, oh, I don't want uh, that. And now, uh, no. if, you're, if you're asking me how can I contract it, well, if you uh, if she had herpetic whitlow on her finger and were to touch a surface, you know, like, it's like so... Uh, a wet towel those herpes virus can live on and then if you were to wipe it on your mouth or something you could transmit it to your mouth i mean that's that's a possibility but herpes on the genital tract is transmitted by contact linda yeah do you understand it, wait wait don't she understand that yeah i'm just trying to understand i didn't know there was like different types i, I thought it was like the main the major one no it herpes is a is a rash basically it's caused by a virus, and it can occur <coughs> many places. Wherever it's contacted, there's potential for transmission. Okay. But you have to contact the rash, and typically you have to contact an active rash. Now, the genital area is, a, is an area that the virus can penetrate rather easily. Okay. And you can be excreting virus even when you don't have a rash. So somebody, she could transmit it to a male or, or whoever, uh, even though she didn't have a rash if, if she's having intercourse. 
Okay. I think when she said it's her girlfriend, she meant yeah. it's her girlfriend. You mean your, your lesbian's your girlfriend girlfriend? Yeah. We were all hip, Drew. You are so out of touch, baby. <laughs> Drew, I was you were not. I masturbated twice in the time that it took you to find that out. Please. I'm actually embarrassed. That, that's kind of a that's kind of a pathetic statement about my orientation. You are Squaresville, yeah. Daddy O. Yeah. Yeah. You mean girls have sex with each other? Oh my God! I didn't know that. Cootie so, so, factor to the tenth oh degree. So I can't blame them. So she's telling you that she has genital herpes. She's told me, okay, years ago that she caught it from a boyfriend. Genital herpes. Yeah, before she's been with one. Switch hitter, huh? She, she, she can transmit it to you. No, How? she's not a switch hitter anymore. So I are, mean, are you guys primarily having you're having oral sex with her? Yeah, but I mean, she told me about this, and then you know, I mean, I've I've had sex with her, but you know, she says that don't worry about it. It's really mild. It's like sporadic. She hasn't had it in, in months, and when she has it, it's not a, it's not a big deal. Like every six months, she it flares up. That's all. That's what herpes is. That's all it is for anybody. Okay. Right. But she's saying like she knows when it's about to come on, but so that she, she'll but, know but, I won't catch it. But that that, that is not accurate. That it is true that you would definitely catch it if she were having an outbreak or even a premonitory syndrome where they kind of feel like they're going to have an outbreak. Yes, you would catch it then. Right. But you could catch it any time. Uh. Possibly. It's a potential. Uh. And that's why you need to use the dental dam. Oh, yeah, those are fun. <laughs> those are great. Those are a good time. Joe, Joe, have you ever used the dental dam? No. Dickie? Yeah, I slapped it off the back of Joe's head. <laughs> the hell of it. Is it possible that I, I could have already caught it if I haven't done that? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, it's possible, but not likely. Yeah, it's possible, but you, you would probably know it. I mean, I would know, like, right away? Uh, within a couple of weeks, you'd have an outbreak, probably. How, how would I know I'd have an outbreak? You'd You're flirting with disaster. <laughs> but, you know, you can. It, this is a risk that you have to decide if you're going to take or not. We're talking about a rash. We're not talking about HIV. Right. We're not talking about, you know, we're talking you about... You live with it, too. Right, but it's a rash told. that never goes away. It comes back. The rash goes away, but the it, thing that causes the rash never right. goes away. And, but the main problem with that is it, if it's genital, it can cause cervical cancer be associated with that anyway and uh really that's that's it the other thing is that you're always you're always potentially contagious with this that's the only other issue with linda it. well that makes me really nervous all right linda yeah listen to me mm -hmm. nobody knows less about this than you i've never met a 30 year old who knew less about herpes than you I know. <laughs> <laughs> never in my life I know. You people who uh, who are in leper colonies and have never seen outside civilization know more about the herpes than you, or as we like to call it the happies, because it makes people more comfortable saying it. You need to go down to your local junior high, break into the health office, and grab every every flyer they have on it. Go home and study it. No, I read I read about it on the internet, and you know I called one of those herpes lines, and the minute they find out it's another woman with a woman, they get nervous, and then they just like, oh well. Call this medical center and then i call them and they i you know everybody's passing me the buck so then well, i you know maybe, i call love line because <laughs> <laughs> there, there, is, there is there is um i could see where there could be some issues with the, the oral transmission is slightly different than genital genital transmission and there may be some protection potentially afforded by the fact that most people are already exposed to a herpes virus most people have canker sores those are usually herpes type viruses and there may be some immunity we don't know from that mm -hmm. so i mean so there are issues here it's not it's not clear-cut and it's hard to advise you i, I would say keep uh, just, the keep the light on 
Well, that's what I would say. (laughs) Get that miner's helmet out of the closet (laughs) and just give it the once over twice before you you go down into that. But the point is, though, even without a rash, canary could have died. You you can excrete virus without any kind of hint that there's an outbreak. All right, but most people, and Drew tries to scare everybody, but most people say after they've had it for a while, they know when an outbreak's coming on. Yes, and that's when they're very contagious. They can be contagious anytime. I know, but it's very mild. It's, it's, very that, I mean, it's very unlikely. Very unlikely. All right. And, and, Less uh, likely. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, we were no help at all. Nadine, 16, you're on Love Line with the Men of the Boston's. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, and my friend Steve from the Pie Tasters. I'm sorry. Uh, he would have been good in that last one. Yeah. He is a pie taster himself. Go, but go ahead, Nadine. Sorry. sorry. Well, anyway, um, I just calling. I just call. got that reference, too. I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling the comment about a caller a while ago. Um, the 25-year-old guy that was in love with a 16-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 16, and I have a 26-year-old boyfriend. Now that sounds like really crazy, because um, usually people think... How long has he been your boyfriend? About four and a half months. Um, a lot of people think it's crazy because they think the only reason why they're doing that is because of sex. Um, Are you having sex with him? No. Um, and now he's not. <laughs> Now he's what? Now I really think he's nuts. No, I think it's crazy. Well, but but but, well, keep going. I mean, either way, but go ahead, Nadine. Well, anyways, um, that isn't. We really do not wish to have sex. Not not because we're weird or anything, but we really want to wait off or something like that, just not to ruin the relationship or anything. But what I wanted to say was he doesn't want to go to jail. Yeah. Even though he's older. He has such more of a respect for me. We get along, and we have a lot in common. He's a drummer, and I'm a dancer. And um, what kind of dancer? What kind of dancer? Um, ballet, hip hop, jazz, all kinds. What kind of drummer? Um, he's a rock. <laughs> he's a new drummer. Rock drummer. <laughs> rock dude, huh? A rock drummer, punk drummer, both. Um. Anyways, it's just it's so much different than. All right, are you are you just calling to hear yourself talk? Or are you just rationalizing? No, I sounds like you got everything intact here. <laughs> if, it's so, if it's so healthy, why do you have to be so secretive about it? What do you mean secretive? Well, you like whispering into the phone here. Why I'm is, sorry. Why is it so clandestine? Because her dad will kill her if he finds out she's dating a twenty-five-year-old hippie. Oh no, my parents love him. Really? Yeah. Is that the cops showing up here? Your parents love him, huh? Wow. Uh-huh. So what's the problem? Are you inviting us to the wedding here or what? Oh, of course, if you want to come. <laughs> no, the reason why I was wondering is, why are you guys so negative about those relationships? Okay. About a guy being that You mean Drew and... and all right. All right. Yeah, Dickie was into it. I'm it's not fine. What the he, heck? Here, here's the deal. Uh, I've explained this many times. We uh, play the odds on this show. We cannot speak for every single person that is listening or everybody in the country. We can only go with the majority and then the, the speak accordingly. Majority. The we vast usually majority. Go with the heavy majority. Most of the time when a guy is 25, 26 and dating a woman who's 15, 16, that's bad. Most of the time. But usually because there's something wrong with the guy. Yes. The girl just believes <laughs> that, you know, for the girl it's fine. She's 15, she's 16, she thinks she's a woman. And all and, that and stuff. She, and she is not a 26-year-old peer, so she can't judge what a 26-year-old really should be like, with what a healthy, mature 26-year-old is like. Right. When you're 16, you can't judge that. Right. right. I, I still think this guy's a loser, <laughs> but you sound mature, and hey, if he's treating you right and he's not forcing sex on you and he's keeping his uh, drumstick in his pants, then that's fine. 
we we wish you we wish you the best of luck and uh, thank you for poisoning our theories. I'll even go so far as to say, not only is he a loser, but I bet his band sucks too. <laughs> now I, I'm gonna yeah, I, I want yeah. some more history about Dicky though, following you around in high school. Now, how old were you when when you were following? I'm like, how many years older than you am I? You're uh, I'm 28. Okay, so you were you you were just out of high school probably. I, I was honest to God joking. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I think is funny. Hey, Drew, Drew, give me another five bucks for being was, so damn gullible tonight. I was the dude, you know, in the parking lot, the, the older loser trying loose to sell joint, loose joints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy in the El Camino. Oh, so you were like yeah. doing like donuts in the school parking yeah. lot and trying to pick come up on, chicks? Come on, Dickie, you graduated four years ago. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Yeah. You did graduate? Oh, well, technically. Yeah, right. I mean, you're, you're of age. A couple years yeah. later. You were slated to graduate four I years ago. I attended the ceremony. Fine. Cap and gown, that kind of thing. You're holding a video camera, but you're yeah. there. I was there. Cindy, 27, you're on Loveline. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, Boston, you guys were awesome when you were in Chicago. Thank, Thank you. you, Cindy. We'll be back there real soon. And Adam and Drew, you guys should be out here, I swear. We were out there. <laughs> well, I need to stay out here. <laughs> We we had a great time in Chicago. We yeah, a great city. Let's plug the station. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> Q Q one hundred and one. Yeah, fabulous station. We're gonna wait till it gets about sixty five below with the wind chill factor bringing down another thirty degrees, and then we'll be in town. Um, it's I the windy to... city, right? Yes. Funny. You know why? <laughs> Duh. Because of the politicians. Oh god. It's actually the it's actually the tenth windiest city. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, Bo oh you mean... Boston's windier than Chicago. Oh. It was because of the politicians back in the 40s and 50s. Really? Yes. It had nothing to do with the wind off the lake? No. Well, I mean, you know, but it, kind of the windy city, but it had to do with the politicians. But it has the broadest shoulders. Yeah. Everyone can think about that. Cindy, what do you want? It's, it's my okay. kind of town, Chicago is. <laughs> well, first I want to say, um, Adam, you're awesome. You know, you give good advice. And Drew, you give even better advice. Mm. And I need some advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I have uh, really small breasts, and I was wondering if um, I was really interested in breast implants, and I was wondering if I should wait if there's that there's that new kind of breast implant coming out, and if it was worth it. Which kind are you referring to? Um, not the one with the silicone, but they have something else inside of it. I'm saline. The saline implants? I guess I'm. I'm not. A well, kid. there's lots of things they're experimenting with, but the saline is what's being done right now. The producer Anna just said soy oil or yeah. something yeah, like that. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. I mean, is, do you recommend or do you? I I, I recommend you consult with a plastic surgeon. That's what I recommend because these guys are really on top of what's available and what's coming. You uh, mean I could trust them? I mean, because you know this, before you, so you couldn't. So why couldn't you? What do you mean? Because everybody didn't know about the, the leaking until after it happened. You All right, know? Let, me, let me explain something with the silicone. A total ruse. This has not been hurting any women. This is totally cooked up, this whole class action suit. It's closing down. Uh, Dow is now, I guess, like going into bankruptcy because of this huge class action suit. And they don't have any documented medical evidence that this is killing or hurting women. It's a total ruse. Wait, I, I've got to no. talk. I've got to talk. <laughs> Cindy, Adam is basically right. Okay. Uh, Stumbled onto now, being right again. Yeah, here, here, this, this is gonna, you guys have to give me two minutes to, to, to say this. All right. uh, first of all, we always knew the, the implants leaked. Uh -huh. Always. Okay? The problem that is being thought to be associated with the implant is not that there's leakage or not that it migrates. We always knew that the silicon moved around. It was that silicone in certain individual maybe activated the immune system in such a way to cause an immune attack on the body in a very, very tiny percentage of people. I happen to believe it does that. 
because I was reading that literature long before this whole big deal came out, and there was some evidence that that was happening. Listen, if a handful of women have to get sick so I can enjoy fake breasts, I yeah, say so I, be I, it. I knew we were getting there <laughs> somehow. Small price to pay. But Cindy, I want to enjoy it for myself. But Cindy, there, there, this, this is a very common procedure out here in Southern California. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta research it. Find people who, you know, you gotta look at people. They have books. They, you know, they, they have their own books where they see the work uh -huh. they've yes, done. Yes, I know. I've been trying <laughs> to get my hands it. on those. You gotta talk to them at length <laughs> about what the different options small. are, what their procedures are. There's all different kinds of ways of going in and about it and whatnot. You can go under the armpit. You can go around the areola, around the, around the nipple area. I mean, and, and you talk to people. The first step research it. And, and if it's something you want to do, do it. That's all. You're, you're adult. You're 27. Fine. I think it's a reasonable procedure these days. But if I, you want to wait for the new products again talk to the surgeons about what's coming okay okay we'll yeah. send you a Boston's baby doll t-shirt when you get this I just feel really like I mean I don't have a problem getting guys or anything I just feel really like low self-esteem I mean I have like the lowest it, it's a com it's a very common procedure out here and uh, a lot of them are very happy with what, what size are you now Cindy <laughs> don't want it. the lowest not above a training bra okay raisins on a breadboard <laughs> but below uh, a sheet of gauze <laughs> All right, but say, what are you trying? What are you looking to move up to? Uh, um, about uh, 34, 36. Yeah, mo most. Yeah, but what? Mo what most wait, most <laughs> want to go to C. Good idea. This is a common request. Wow. All right, don't put don't put letters in her mouth. What cup size? At least a B. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, enough of you. She's going. Uh, for I like it. that big sort of. I just like that freak of nature thing, like Windy that. Yeah. Yeah, the big Wendy Whoppers or like uh, you know Coit Towers or something. <laughs> Who are the plastic surgeons that are licensed in doing this kind of work? Shakes hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. But bless their hearts, though. Yeah, I, I gotta say I enjoy it. And some and just they're humanitarians. Just the, the sickest part of me enjoys <laughs> that, except for that's most of me. All right, we're gonna play another song. Oh really? Yes. Fantastic. Is this the one that that we brought with us? Uh, is it the is it uh, that? impression that I get? Yeah, this is a brand new song. We re just finished recording um, seventeen songs. We're putting out a new album. It's coming out in February, and this song's also going to be on something called Safe and Sound Compilation, which is on our own record label, Big Rig, and put out through Mercury. Mm -hmm. And Big Rig is a record label that the Boston started themselves. And this record is to benefit safety at women's health care facilities. And, um, what? Well, right. there, was a, there was a tragedy that took place in Boston like two years oh, ago. The yeah. The shootings at Brookline, yeah, Massachusetts. Okay. And, no, uh, hold on. Drew, talking to the mic if you're going to have a conversation. Yeah, ask me these questions. I'm glad you're interested. Well, I, I, thought, I thought you were kidding because someone's told me you've been kidding. I always <laughs> do. No, I, I'm serious. <laughs> I want another this five the only important thing I'll probably right, say. Right, I don't know when to take you seriously. Yeah, this is um, a bunch of Boston bands got together and we, and we were lucky enough to be able to put it out on That's our label. Great. And um, it's, you know, I think that women should, should pretty much be able to go safely into healthcare facilities without uh, lunatics. And I'm, you know, and I hope that through this record. The record's probably more important than what, you know, our song or anything else. But Well, I'll tell you what, let's listen to the song. And, and the song is important. When too. we come back, we can uh, get into the roundtable about the uh, women's facility. The impression that I get. The impression that I get, and that's off of uh, Safe and Sound? Yes. Which is uh, 
Not out yet, but coming out. Coming out real soon. And that sounds real good. Do you and, like it? Yeah, it sounded great. We've never played that. We played it once on a, on a station in Boston. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you absolutely cannot go wrong with the, with the horns in the back. And just I just like that kind of music. So, Thank you so I, much. I don't, I don't, I don't want to qualify it, but it, it's not the kind of stuff that grows on you. It just sounds good the first time. Out Excellent. of the shoot. And Glad we'll be, to hear that. We'll be back with uh, more butt kissing by me and more <laughs> Mighty Mighty Boss. I'll kiss your butt too. Love Line. And so the man stretched. Stretch. Stretch. Love Line. We'll be right back. So leave a message at the beep. Hold on. Elena, that rustling you hear in the background is Shirley Manson from Garbage, who's uh, settling in oh, cool. at this point. Cool. Hello, Shirley. Hi, how Welcome you Welcome in. Uh, put Sorry, the I'm headphones late. in. That's uh, quite all right. I, I blame um, Westwood One for doing that to you. All right. Let's... Uh, hi, Butch. Hi, I'm Butch. <laughs> Butch, Shirley, I'm Adam Grohl. That is Dr. Drew. Guys. Okay. Hi. Um... Oh, well, before I get started... And this is Alana. Alana's 14. Alana's originally from England. She got pregnant uh, at the tender age of 13 or 14, I guess 14, and her dad sent her from uh, England to the States to stay with her mom and deal with it. Okay, um, well, um, I just want to say real quick that, um, Shirley, I, I adore you. I love your music so much. You guys are like... <sighs> you guys are great. You guys are just brilliant. I, I really love you guys. And, um... As I was saying, um, 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 so she's totally against that, and she said that if, if, if I was to do that... The abortion. Yeah, or give it up for adoption, then she'd send me back to England with my father, which is a crackhead. <laughs> he, I was practically taking care of him there. I was cooking and cleaning and doing everything for him because... I didn't know they had crack in England. Uh, yeah. crack everywhere. All right. Well, that's um, refreshing. So my, my father is... Uh, He's out of it all the time. So all right. It, it was, you know. So, uh, so mom, your mom, does your mom want you to have the child and then raise the child with yeah, her? She wants, no, by myself. She wants me to suffer. She's not going to help. All right. She wants me to do everything on my own. And all right. Well, if I unfortunately, do, uh, the person that's going to suffer the most is going to be the child. Yeah. And not Alana. And your mom's going to suffer a little bit, too, because obviously you're going to be living in a house with her, and she's going to have to help take care of the kids. No wonder the poor Lana's in this situation with a mom like that. So. Well, that's why I want to give it up for adoption. That way I wouldn't have to, to... I think that sounds like a marvelous idea, and I don't know that she can actually require you not to. In I other know. words, I don't think she has any ability to contain that, really, at least from a legal standpoint. But she says that if I do that, then she'll send me back with my father, and that's not what... That, I, can't, I can't live like that anymore. All right, Alana. Here's my guess. I think your mom is pissed off. I think your mom is, um... Sorry. Sorry. What? What? I'm just reading something on the screen. Uh, sorry, know. Steve. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, all right. This, uh, this show is so well-oiled. That's what I love about this. Um, I'm guessing that when push comes to shove, your mom's going to let you put it up for adoption. I think she's just sweating you out right now. Yeah. What do our guests think? Yeah, what do you guys think? Well, I think at the end of the day, you know, you have to make a decision for yourself. And I think that, uh, you know, even even if you do get sent back to live with your dad, it's going to be for... You're 14, right? Yeah. 
At the very most, it's going to be like two years, I think, if you are forced to have a baby and raise a baby, that's going to fit, like, affect your whole life and, and the child's too, and I think that's unacceptable. So at the end of the day, you know, I think you have to to live up to, to maybe the mistake that you made and, and deal with it in a mature fashion. And um, I'm sorry that you're in that predicament, but I think you have to follow what your instincts are, and, and I think that's yeah. the perfect solution to an otherwise impossible situation. All right, so hold your ground and uh, sweat your mom out, and I'm guessing if she has some time to think about it, she's going to come around. Steve? Yes. Sorry for calling you Butch. <laughs> okay. Uh, producer Ann said uh, before you guys had come in, uh, Butch and Shirley are here tonight, so uh, you being the one with the penis of the two. That's right. I don't want to be presumptuous, but I'm guessing Shirley does not possess a penis. You being the one with the penis, I said, <laughs> yes, well, I do have a penis. It, it must be Butch, yep. seeing as how I've never met uh, either one of you. So we've now straightened this out, Steve. Uh, my apologies. We're straight. I apologize for the entire Loveline staff, speaking of penises. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Garbage, uh, you guys are going to be playing tomorrow night, right? Yeah. At the uh, fabulous K-Rock's Acoustic Christmas. We're going to try. And we're definitely looking forward to that. We had the uh, Wild Colonials in here a couple nights back. Yeah, Angela's from Scotland. And uh, she said to say hi. She said you would be impossible to understand with your accent. And I think uh, Angela's accent was a little thicker than uh, Shirley's. Yes. Don't you, Drew? Oh, absolutely. So Shirley speaks more slowly. A little more projection yeah, there. Right. Eh, Angela was a little drunk too, but uh, <laughs> uh, those were like uh, the nicest people in the entire planet. The uh, wild colonials. We're nicer. Really? Oh yeah. All right, we're going to prove it here tonight on uh, Loveline. So you guys all do you guys all live in uh, Madison, Wisconsin? Yeah, whole we, time? All, we all live in the same house in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, actually, Butch and Duke and myself live in Madison. Shirley, of course, lives in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. Do you, do you still make your residence there when you're not touring? Yeah. And um, first uh, CD, right, for Garbage, mm -hmm. self-titled Garbage, and uh, it's just going nuts. Yeah, it's Which, been an amazing year for us. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know this sounds trite, but uh, did you expect to have this <laughs> many hits on uh, your first time? You mean first time with garbage? No, of course not. I don't think we even expected to have one hit, to be perfectly blunt. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, there, I mean, there's a million bands out there. We, we got lucky. We made a good record, but we also got lucky. And uh, do you think a lot of you were doing other projects and in other bands and kicking around for a long time? Do you, do you think that everyone just sort of matured at the right time and came together at the right time? Well, there's an old saying that goes, years of preparation and a moment of luck. And I think that's what struck garbage. Everything sounds better with that uh, Scottish. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like uh, Sean Connery saying something. <laughs> it, it, Even better than that. Some guy from uh, Boston going, uh, uh, there are uh, years of uh, uh, preparation, and, uh, and everyone's like, shut the hell up and drive the cab. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, Drew, find us a good call, please. All right, this is good. Yeah, I like this. Uh, Rob, 22, you're on Love Line with Garbage. Hey, what's up? Hey. I just have one question for you. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend uh, wants me to shave my ass because she doesn't like hair in her teeth. <laughs> She's unwilling to shave her snatch for me. Oh, Rob. You are uh, silky smooth, Rob. Oh, for God. I mean, come on. What? Legitimate question. It certainly is. Rob, uh, what's, yeah, what's your nationality? Um, well, I'm from Cambodia. All right. So they, there's no hairy oh, Cambodians. Yeah. I was just going to say how unusual for a Cambodian. I, seen the, I saw the killing fields. There was no hair. I was making this up. 
Rob? Yes. You are I, you are not a hairy Cambodian. <laughs> but if you love your baby, you'll shave that ass. Uh, I do love her. All right, Can Rob. You shave it. Shave it. We gotta have some. Uh, no further discussion. Right, Shave right. it. Yes, thank you, Shirley. Shirley uh, uh, intuitively knows how the show should work. <laughs> Harry Cambodian. Never heard yeah, of such right. nonsense. Steve, 15, you're on Loveline. Yeah, tough. <laughs> I want some of what you got. Well, uh, like, I've been, uh, I'm in treatment right now. For what? For uh, using marijuana. Mm -hmm. And I, I got out like a month, couple months ago. So you're a marijuana, you're a marijuana addict. Yeah. Are you alcoholic also? Yeah. Okay. And I've been sober for four months. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well done. But I'm still in aftercare, and I just recently started using again. All right. Well, you got you got to talk to your team, talk to your peers, tell them what's happening. Yeah, I know, but then I'll get locked up. Will you, or they, do, or the, do they have particular consequences for a relapse? Because, yeah. Steve, relapse can be part of the process of recovery many times. Most addicts, first time around, really still, in the back of their mind somewhere, believe that they can control their relationship with the substance. You know, that they're that they need they're not quite done yet, or, you know, they all made sense to them, but they're a little different. And Isn't just, 15 a little young for pot rehab? Um, depends what the consequences have been. I mean, people get really carried on, and they, a lot of things can happen very quickly with some of these drugs. But the point is that... You left rehab still not completely convinced you're an addict, not completely convinced you couldn't control it. You tested it, and guess what? You found out you can't control it. You are an addict, lo and behold. And sometimes people have to go do that. Thank God you didn't just turn away from treatment and fall all the way down to the bottom again. You're, you're struggling with this and recognizing you need to get back, get back on the horse, and tell your team. You, you've, got, you've just got to tell the people that are treating you and your peers what has happened and get back involved in the process. Because the consequences for not telling your team are going to be a lot worse well, he's, than he's the gonna consequences that are going to... Yeah, you're going to continue the slide, the progression that is this disease. And as Adam brought up at 15, you've already come along quite a ways. And uh, you could fall down pretty hard and get... Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a potentially fatal illness. Yeah, I mean, most time. people... I don't know what the average age for rehab is, and it probably varies from uh, drug to drug. It does vary. But bad. most people don't even take a stab at it I until they're, you know, well into their late 20s, early 30s oftentimes. 20s. Right, true. Please, I was on a roll there, for Christ's sake. Yeah, you know, my job. What is your job is here, you Trump? Yes, Mostly. That, right. All right. Now, quiet down. Most people don't get into rehab until they're in their 70s or 80s, is what I'm saying. And uh, Steve has a nice uh, head start. I think everyone should go to rehab at 14, no matter what. Even if they've never touched a drug, it's rehab time. I know. Yeah. Are, are you Catholic by any chance? No. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm talking to people on Love Life for too long. <laughs> yes. I, I believe uh, every male's genitalia should be collected at 14 and returned to them when they're 28. I'll I believe second that. Everybody, yes, I, would, I will make you keeper of the genitalia <laughs> if you like. I'd love that. I'm going to seal the uh, tops of the mason jars that are in like a whiskey bottle. And I'm going to check and <laughs> so make sure great. nothing's broken. <laughs> So I have the rehab uh, at uh, 14 and the genital uh, collection at 14 as well. Uh, it would be utopia we lived in. Everyone would walk around sober with no penis. <laughs> Mature. Just mindless drones off working for the better of the nation. <laughs> Sally, 13, you're on Loveline with Garbage. Yeah, um, Butch, i just like to know. Hold, hold on a second, Sally. Yeah. Sally, I'm not Butch, I'm Steve. I'm, uh, there's been a misconception here. Yes. Oh. Is that okay? Will you talk to me? Oh, uh, sure. Cool. Um, I was, like, wondering how did you, like, guys meet, you know, and 
how are you guys like getting along and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Steve, what was it like? Questions. What was it like to produce the Nirvana record? Because <laughs> I mean, oh. you guys, like Garbage is like my favorite band. Well, it's, like, my favorite song is I'm Only Happy When It Rains. Well, cool, we like that one too. But uh, you know, we just worked at music for a really long time, and uh, we were all in bands that didn't go anywhere. We played all over the place, and nobody liked us, and, and we kept at it. And uh, you know, finally worked in the studio a lot, and uh, just somehow made it work just because we kept at it. Are you planning to like do a new album? We're gonna make a new album uh, starting in about a month or so. Yeah, we're we're still on tour right now, and. Mm -hmm. uh, and Starting in January, we're going to start a new album, and, uh, you know, just go on from there. Okay, can I ask you one more question? Sure. How did you, like, guys, like, touring, like, actually, oh, it's like Shirley Manson asked her question. How did you, like, guys, like, touring with Smashing Pumpkins? It's amazing. I mean, we've been really lucky. They're an amazing band, and they've had a very difficult year, and they've overcome negative circumstance, and we feel very privileged to be on the tour, and the fans have been amazing, and... Uh, and Billy Corgan, contrary to popular belief, is an absolute sweetheart. He's okay. All right, Sally? Yeah. All right. You, you know, uh, when I was reading uh, your bio, and we get a lot of bands in and a lot of, you know, musicians, a lot of actors, comedians and everything, and I always read their bio, and it's always interesting to to find out where everyone came from. Get a life. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I don't want to read the damn bio, but it's, it's, it's part of the 15 minutes I put into the job. And... The the thing that's I I would just I don't know why but I just found myself thinking about this tonight although it's a real obvious thing, which is we have a lot of people calling in fourteen fifteen seventeen they don't know where the hell their lives are going they're flunking out of high school or they you know their parents are all over their ass, and they come in and they idolize garbage or whoever it is we have on not not as much as they idolize garbage of course, but they idolize the bands and it would be their dream to be a celebrity or to be in a band or to be a musician or what have you. And I think they get the feeling that these people have just always been celebrities. That uh, growing up in Edinburgh, Shirley was the uh, belle of the ball, uh, came from some uh, rich uh, family that had you know gold records all over the walls and everything was hunky-dory all the way through. And the reality is, is that people come from tough situations, sometimes substance abuse, sometimes abuse at home, oftentimes being outcasts in high school or whatever, failing out and not having a lot of friends, and then they kick around and work hard for years and years and years to get where they are. And the message is for people that are listening that are younger that, that don't see a light at the end of the tunnel is that's where everyone comes from. That's where all the people you're idolizing right now come from, except for David Hasselhoff, who does not come from that background at all. Except him. Yes. Yep. <laughs> all right. True. It, it, it is, and, and I remember clearly, uh, you know, because I, I'm having a good time now, too, but it, it only started at about age 30, and life was just hell from for the 15 years between about 15 and 30. It sure was. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's now purgatory, but <laughs> the, it, at least I'm not burning my ass off in hell. And I think a lot of people don't can't look down the road that far, and they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Drew is doing a lot of head nodding tonight. God, can you believe we get paid the same amount? No. He gets paid to nod his head on radio. This is the greatest gig in the world. All right. Should we get in one more call here, Drew? Sure. Damien, 25, you're on Love Line with Garbage. How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, first, I want to say that um, I'm a full supporter of Booville. Oh, um, thank you. Yes, yeah, so 
Viva la poop pill. Hard carrying. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I could say I could fit into a slot, but I, I'm just going to be a, a loyal supporter and hope you have room for me there. There's always room for uh, people that are loyal to the Boobville cause. And uh, garbage for, uh, you're probably not aware of this utopia that I've created called Boobville, but uh, I'm creating a place um, sort of like how Walt Disney had a dream about creating this environment. And I'm going to get some uh, land in Plenty Wood, Montana, near the Canadian border, and I am going to uh, break ground on a utopia for men who have uh, been shunned by society because of their uh, love of breasts. And we're going to start this uh, new race of, uh, of um, Boobville uh, fans. It's, it's, it's hard to squeeze all into one sentence like I'm trying to do, but rest assured it will be a utopia, and, and you will be welcome there. I, I would be able to fit in there. No, you. Well, <clears throat> you're all right. What do you What do you got? Like a B cup? I've no idea. What have you got? <laughs> I got like an A jock. Doesn't look like it to me. All right, now, I'll show you during the break. But the point is, you guys can certainly play there. I I say come one, come all, and 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 value the freedom to worship. Thank you, Damien. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> I just have one quick question. I know you guys got to go to break, but um, I I'm engaged to be married right now. And she's the love of my life, and we're very happy. And, and I feel we have a, a really healthy relationship, except for um, sometimes I feel a little bit guilty because I work in a bar as a doorman, and I, I meet all kinds of people, and people like to get to know the doorman. As you probably know, you've frequented a few bars, I'm sure, in your day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I understand. And so anyway, I, I don't think I'd ever really take anybody up on their offer, but I, I almost feel guilty for entertaining the thought because... Oftentimes I think, well, if that girl there were to approach me with any kind of proposition, I, I don't know that I'd be able to fight it, you know. And I, and I feel like that's bringing a certain degree of like dishonesty into the relationship because I don't know how I'd react. But my gut instinct at the at the moment of hormonal overdrive is I'd right. probably go for it. All right, you need to masturbate in the parking lot before you go to work. <laughs> that's uh, number one. Why are you Why are you so hell bent on getting married if you're still having these kinds of feelings? Well, I and I don't think it's as much like a, a real drive. Um, because I am very happy. We have a great sex life. We have a great love. We have a great friendship. Everything was, was you know, put in the right order there, I feel like, too. But it's just sometimes I get that, like that urge. I don't know if it's a natural urge or it's it's more than, it's somewhere between an appreciation for a beautiful woman. And Do you expect those kinds of feelings to go away when you're married? No, I just put them on hold, Drew. Listen, we're running break for the uh, running break for the late. We're running late for the break. And, and when I start a, a sentence with "Do you?", <laughs> chances are I'm gonna add. I thought you were asking me. Yeah, I'm gonna look for a response. <laughs> All right, let's talk to him after the break. All right, you wanna do that? Yeah, it. All right. Oh boy, that is just good radio. Look, he, he, everyone has urges. Totally. Uh, everybody. People want to kill. People want to sodomize, people want to rape, people want to pillage, people want to basically do what the, the Vikings did for many years. So the thing that keeps society society is people don't act on it. And that's what keeps your relationship together, and that's what keeps, you know, basically that is the fabric of society. There's no doubt that everyone wants to act on things. It's just the ones that do are the ones that end up dead, divorced, or in prison. And we'll be back with garbage. Now the report for the nation. All righty then, back with Shirley and uh, Steve. Don't call me Butch, Marker. And when? Uh, well, actually, we we done away with our last call. Phone number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. Hold on for just one second. Let me ask Drew a quick question. Drew, I, I noticed you used the uh, woman's bathroom. 
uh, during the break. Okay. Okay. I didn't uh, know there was a difference in this building, but go ahead. One of them has this thing called a urinal that's stuck to the wall. I just. Uh -huh. And one of them has the same ladies on the front. I see. Right. Uh, Picture of the chick in the skirt. Uh -huh. Uh, I noticed someone was in the male bathroom, so you went and used a female bathroom? It's the bathroom I use every night. I have used for the last how many years we've been here. Really? Yes. Do you sit down when you go number no, one? No, I don't. No. Okay. I went in next because I, too, had to relieve myself yes. and am so secure with my masculinity that I can use yes. the female bathroom. I noticed the seat was down. <laughs> I got when, it you got, you. I'm just wondering. Did you put it down, or I, I mean, did you, know you sit down, or did you pee in it while it was down? Because the, it was the, the down, and it didn't and the look... The latter were possible, uh, but but I, I have such a habit about that. I got such, when my wife was pregnant, I got such a habit of putting that damn seat down. Okay, because there was stuff on the seat. All right, well, it, wasn't, it was down. <laughs> <laughs> that is the rudest thing in the world. You go into the woman's bathroom, leave the seat down, pee all over it, and leave. <laughs> did any go in the toilet, or is it just on the seat? Why don't you just pee on the handle, too, so when they flush it, they can get some of drugs. <laughs> All right. Time to get the ears. I think I'm going to pee on Adam. Uh, uh, perhaps a name for the next CD. Pee on Adam. Adam. All right. Speaking of CDs, Garbage has a CD out called Garbage, and uh, we're going to hear something on it called Milk. Haunting song stylings of uh, Shirley from Garbage. And, of course, Steve is also here from Garbage. Cool song. I haven't heard that song before. What is that? Why, why is that called Milk? I know we're talking during the whole time. <laughs> so maybe he said Milk 140 times in it, and I'm just an idiot. But where's Milk come from? <laughs> I know it comes from cows, but... Well, what on love lanes? Work out for yourselves. <laughs> All right, Milk is like... Finding the love. Okay. There you go. All right. The, the milk is... All right. All right. I'm not going off anymore on milk. Uh, you guys, tomorrow night at the uh, fabulous um, K-Rock Acoustic Christmas, and then Saturday, San Francisco, and this all all the dates with uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, Monday, San Jose. Tuesday, Sacramento. And then you'll be at the Forum. Can we figure that out? Thursday. Wednesday, and it's our Wednesday. last show. Ah, of touring this whole album, that's yeah. us, we're gone. And then uh, you take a month off and then go back into the studio? Yep. And what do you do during that month? Do you prepare songs or you just basically recuperate? Totally, totally just switch off what's telling. Yeah. Right. Good. I believe uh, that's important. I do that, but I don't do it as a break. I just do that. <laughs> that's, that's kind of my life. <laughs> oh, my TV is still broken and it is, it is just, I'm going insane. What's going on? I don't know if you guys have ever tried to leave, but no, this, no, this, the monitor's fine. My okay. TV at home does not work, and I'm going up the wall. All you're I get is like sound. You're like this big media guy, and you don't have a working TV. Oh, yes. That's, oh, that's that, terrible. Yes, the, uh, the juxtaposition. How ironic that I'm a huge media star, and yet my own TV doesn't work. That's huge. brilliant. Isn't you're, that you're ironic? Huge, yes. You're giant. <laughs> the, the train is still leaving the station, isn't it? Yes, for the Loveline juggernaut, Chrissy. 27, you're on Loveline with Garbage. Hi. Hi, Drew. Hi, Adam. Hi, Garbage. Um, I'm calling because I have a bit of an obstacle, and it, it kind of seems trivial in a way, and it seems like I might be able to fix it, but it seems to be ongoing and repeating itself over and over. And uh, what it is is that um, I'm a college student, and uh, my husband it works in the field, and he has a pretty good job, and we each um, are dealing with respect issues. He doesn't respect me for what I do, but, you know, I respect him, 
And uh, he basically calls me a slob and a pig and huh. says that I can't do my chores at home, that everything else is more important. He works in the field. Yeah. Well, not in the field, but, I mean, he works, he has a job. So you both have jobs, but he expects you to keep house. I'm, I'm a college She's student. She's a student. Yeah, a student. but I do work. I mean, I work at school. All right. It's a big job. So you're both equally busy? I would think so. And he says the burden of uh, keeping the house tidy should fall squarely on your shoulders. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I admit, I admit the house is not exactly... Shouldn't she kill him first yeah. and then leave him, Shirley? Yeah, well, absolutely. The thing, is, the thing is, is that, um, you know, I just, I, I don't appreciate it. It's like a disrespect thing for me, because... All right, Chrissy, where is he? He's in bed. All right, get him up. I want to talk to him. But see, he just, he was in bed because he didn't want to talk about it. About the, we just had the fight. Well, he didn't want to talk to you about it, but I'm sure he wanted to talk to me throwing does he, garbage. Does he expect you? me that I listen to talk radio either. <laughs> well, does he? Knows he knows you and he likes you, Adam. All right. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm changing my whole <laughs> outlook on this guy. All right. So obviously he's a man of discerning taste and intellect. He's grumpy. No. But well, maybe Adam can connect with him some way. If he likes me, I want to talk to him. He likes you a lot. Uh, if he right. likes Adam, we... we you and Boo Bill and the whole thing. All right, this We've is got a real problem with this This guy. is huge. All right, Chrissy, yeah. here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to put you on hold. All right. You're going to get him out of bed. I'm going to try. Right, tell him it's uh, Adam calling. All right? I want to talk to him about this relationship. All right. The All right. marriage. All right. All right, the marriage, which is uh, technically a relationship, Chrissy. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Sure. All right, we're going to put you on hold. When we come back from the break, I want to talk to your husband. Okay. Uh, mano y uh, homo, all right? All right. All right. All right, we'll be back to talk to uh, Garbage and Chrissy's husband. Hey, stupid, what's going on? Tis I, Randall. You know me best as the voice of the honey badger. Well, guess what? Pretty soon, I'm going to have my own podcast. That's right. It's Honey Badger's Animal Podcast. And each week, I'm going to bring you amazing animal stories, interviews, a whole bunch of fun stuff. You're not going to want to miss it. Coming soon to Podcast One, it's Honey Badger's Animal Podcast. The only place to be to listen to it is right here on PodcastOne.com. Love 191. That's 1 800 L O V E 191. Love line on the world famous K Rock. All right, back with Shirley and Steve from Garbage. And, uh, well, the album's huge. The album's name is uh, Garbage. And uh, everything's going swimmingly swimmingly for them and they're uh, they're excited about not doing it for a while <laughs> and I don't blame them touring just sounds like hell yeah. touring's great what are you talking about alright but it's getting awesome. getting out on stage is great but going from town to town in a bus and, and that whole we love that too that's you do. lo-fi it's a lo-fi getting on the bus and touring is lo-fi getting in front of the fans is cool that's about the only thing that keeps us going right the bus thing is hell and all the publicity and all, all the talking to stupid jocks like me and all that kind of stuff. You're a smart jock. Ah. But a big pan up. Excuse me. <laughs> With beautiful breasts, if I may say so. Thank you. I'm now lactating and ruining a good what, shirt. What cup size are you? I, uh, <clears throat> I wear a, 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 a size cup. Mm -hmm. A jock, I guess. Uh, actually, I did wear a cup when I used to play football, and it was always, I uh, had to have one custom made. 
<laughs> They'd actually just take one and split it down the middle and make, a, make two out of it. All right, when we left off, we were speaking to Chrissy. Chrissy's uh, husband is giving her the shiv, basically, because uh, to hear Chrissy say it, they both work equally as hard. And then he comes home and expects her to act like a housewife, but in reality, she's going to school and she's working, which is going to school and working in my book. Chrissy. Hello. Where is he? He was um, very rude and said he wouldn't talk, but... Um, Just basically, so. she, didn't, she didn't ask him. Huh? You didn't ask him, did you? I begged him. Did you? At least six times. See, that's the way it is. I'm always working, you know, overtime trying to, you know, get him to... <clears throat> go upstairs, pack a suitcase, leave the house, go stay with a friend, tomorrow he'll talk. Right. If he doesn't want to talk, leave him. Right. That's what I'm... That's why I'm calling is because... It seems like a big obstacle in the long run for me to, to why do I have to demand respect? I mean, I feel like... Never you, demand respect. Yeah, yeah, we need to know more about what's going on with him. I mean, is it that he's threatened by the fact that you're a student and maybe excelling and maybe she's afraid he's going to lose you because of that? Uh -huh. Is it the fact that he feels you're not uh, keeping up with his expectation of what a wife is supposed to do? Is it uh -huh. the fact that, uh, you know, that maybe you you are able to do more than you're doing and that he's just uh, pulling your chain about it. I, I don't know. We need to hear his perspective. But here, in, so we do not know the particulars. We only know your side of the story, but what we do know is you have to be able to talk about it. Everybody owes their partner that courtesy. And I'm a little, little concerned about your consistent people-pleasing posture. You know, you're always trying to make him happy, and he's never uh, please. He can never please him. Well, see, that's the thing, too, though, Drew. I mean, yeah, I want to make him happy, but um, I realize that I can only do so much. And so, um, I mean, the house is kind of lived in, but it's not filthy dirty. And so I think it's kind of a personal attack to can, call me a pig and a flop. Can you guys... Uh, you know, if, if it's not possible for you guys to, to uh, sort of keep up with your household demands, can you pool your resources and get a housekeeper in there once a week or something? I mean, uh, there should be compromises you could reach to if, if, if that is the issue. Right. But I suspect that's not the issue. There's something else going on here, and that's why we wanted to talk to him. And you've got to find out what else is troubling him, if he's willing or able to sort of access those feelings and tell you about them. Well, All right. if he's not willing to access them. All right, them, then you've got a big problem. problem. All right, you, you need to cut him off sexually, and you need to uh, <laughs> you need to go into plan B, which is uh, go upstairs and start packing. Even if you don't have an upstairs, I want you to go upstairs, Be even aware, if it's though, into if the if attic or the neighbor's if apartment. If, if, though, he is afraid that he's losing you by virtue of you sort of excelling beyond him. Uh, that's what I kind it, of I'm getting. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I think it is. If you start threatening him with, with uh, abandonment, really uh -huh. is how he's going to perceive it, he's going to get very defensive. Well, I, and then it's going to be real hard I to talk though, to him at all. I think, the important thing is about her development. I d if somebody is frightened of your development, then he's not the right person for you. Right. But he needs an opportunity to, maybe he's not aware of that's what's driving his feelings. He needs an opportunity to correct them, but if he can't, you're right. All right. And at least communicate. Yeah. That's all. People have grievances. The main thing. That is the backbone of every good relationship is arguing all the time, but at <laughs> least you have a dialogue. Richard, 18, you're on Love Line. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, question here. I actually got a lot of problems. But uh, my main problem here is I keep on having sex, but uh, condoms keep breaking on me. Are all your problems the result of that? Uh, well, no, I actually got a, problem, a lot of problems in my life, but that's the main one I got to take care of. I think so, that's going to end a lot of my problems. I mean, you don't have any STDs or pregnant partners? Well, I, or I just got a an AIDS test done like uh, a week ago. I have to wait another week till it comes back up. But I've only had uh, sex with two girls in my life. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, it, it stopped now for my past relationship. Uh, I really cared about her, but she uh, she's actually married and but separated, but married and uh, has a kid. Uh, and we'll leave, uh, leave that one behind. What, what's happening to your condoms? Uh, well, they just keep on breaking on me during intercourse. During intercourse. Do you you don't have any rings in or anything funny like that? No. Do you do you you know, you, you know where the great societies come to a great place when you have to ask? Are there any uh, metal shards going through your penis that could be interrupting? What, what's scary is that we just on this show we just take that as matter of fact. Right. That, 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 when the words come out of my mouth, that's I kind of shuddered. I thought, Jesus, really come to the point where that's just a routine part of the history now. Do you have an exceptionally large penis. Well, that's what they tell me. But <laughs> what do you? How mean? large is it? I, 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 seven, eight. I, All right. I you're, don't know. you're not trying to stuff your scrotum in to the condom as well, are you? <laughs> that won't work. Well, you know, the guy at the, the AIDS test thing said, uh, you know, I might not be uh, pinching the end, but I... Right, you got to roll it down a little bit. Yeah, I remember, like, constantly trying to do it, but, you know, I, and I've tried different... Uh, Different condoms and what do you well, mean? What do you mean pinching you, the? Air? You pinch the tip so you get the air out and you roll it down a little bit so there's a sort of a reservoir at the tip. Oh, it, otherwise it, the air will be trapped in and you have to uh, burp it like Tupperware. You, and you have to roll it. it on and, and be careful about it. You don't just pull it on like a pair of tights. You know you have to be right. smart about it. And to be perfectly blunt, I mean, no matter how large your penis is, uh, unless you are a freak of nature, condoms are built to fit most sizes. And they have those magnums, too. They're, they're extra large variety. So what, what are they, Ramsey's or something? Or? I don't know who makes the magnum. I think the magnum, I think it's Trojan. Yeah. Yeah. Ramsey's is supposed to be the most durable. Well, the one thing You I'm can find them at the uh, Eagleson's Big and Tall outlets. Well, the one thing that I'm worried about is it just kind of defeats the purpose of safe sex, you know. I, yes. If a girl approaches me and... Uh, Look, or, it's, why, it's why the condoms are not a perfect barrier. Exactly. I mean, they might as well just put, uh, you know, I, they say 99% effective, but with no, me, they're 1% like effective. No, 88%, right, that's right. So, right. uh, but well, the last thing I wanted to say was, Adam, I think you're great, man. You know, you were talking about earlier about how everyone looks up to bands and, you know, they they can uh, connect with them and so on and so forth. Man, me and you, we can go a long ways, buddy. I connect with you. Well, it, uh, it, it, uh... It brings a tear to my eye to hear a man with such a tremendous penis looking up to me that way. <laughs> you know what? I'm truly touched. One thing I suggest, you know those uh, those guys, the, the jerky boys or whatever, I think you should go in that line. I think you can make a lot of money going in that route. Doing the uh, bad comedy route? Exactly. You know, okay. tape all your programs, sell them on the market. Right. Okay. Richard? All right. Now, w worry about your tremendous penis, please. Honestly, man, all the blood is in the man's penis. He can no longer think <laughs> clearly. You're <laughs> the jerky boys route. <laughs> what route was that? Do a really bad movie route? What route is the jerky boy route? All right. We're we selling, saying sell all of your bits. Uh, take take all of your on-air uh, yeah. parts and cut them up. Uh, somebody else owns them, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, let me and let me explain the uh, beauty of music, which you guys were smart enough Please to get do. involved with, uh, as opposed to the uh, idiocy of what I've chosen to get involved <laughs> with, which is the comedy. And I've complained to this to my comedy friends many a time. You guys go out and you do a set each night when you uh, go out and hit the stage, right? And you have certain songs that you do in the set, and if you don't do some of those songs. Uh, especially the hit songs, people are disappointed. They're upset. I mean, when yeah. you go to see a band, you go to hear them do the songs that you've heard on the radio, that you have on the CD, that uh, oftentimes you've heard quite a few times, but you want to hear them do it live. The problem with comedy is you repeat the same joke 
in in more you know anything less than a year span, then it's oh geez, There's the old material. You. Look, at the guy can't come up with anything new. He's just repeating himself. Blah blah blah. So you could come up with a really funny routine, but once you go out and do it on Letterman, not that I've ever been asked to do it on, but once you do it at the <laughs> Deli Smoker on Ventura Boulevard, which has been closed down, you can't go back the next week and do the same routine. So I have a much more difficult job than you guys. So that you guys have to carry instruments and stuff. Okay. Okay. So I think it all comes out. We feel bad for you. <laughs> right. That's all I really wanted. Really, really bad. All right. That's even better. All right. Well, now you guys have to leave early tonight. Uh, you have to leave at the end of this break. Okay. Because we know, do we, this, we break at like eleven thirty. Watch this. All right. Let, let's take uh, one more uh, quick garbage-related uh, yeah. question. Adrian, 15, you're on Love Line with Garbage. Yeah, hi. I was going to ask a couple of questions to Shirley. Mm -hmm. um, hi. Hi, Shirley. Um, I want to know, what's your favorite um, song you guys you guys played, like, so far, like, of all the songs you guys have? What, what is your favorite song you love, like, you like to play? <clears throat> um, God, that changes from night to night. I suppose the one that I like doing the most on a regular basis is Vow. It's the last, that's the, the one I enjoy the most. Adrian? Huh? What else? Um, what's um when when you guys write songs, is it dedicated to anyone or or do you guys just like write them or is it dedicated to like certain people that you guys know? Sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes it's about people we know or things that have happened to us or things that have happened to people we Oh yeah, and one more quick question. Um I've heard you got married a couple of days ago or weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Do, do you um Who's the guy? Who's the guy? <laughs> I don't think you're going to know him. His name's Eddie. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie the... Uh, old Eddie. Yeah. What, what's Eddie do? He's, uh... He's, well, he's two things. He's a janitor, mostly, but he's an, he's an artist. He's a sculptor. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. You married a regular guy? Yeah. A blue-collar guy? I married a Jenny. With an artistic flair. <laughs> this is the greatest idea in ever if you're a struggling artist, is hook up with somebody who's an actual working artist, bringing home the bacon. bacon that way he can right. stretch this whole artist. This sculpting thing could go on for years. Just as long as he has you <laughs> convinced of his brilliance. You're sounding like my granny. <laughs> yeah, believe me. I know that this guy's sitting home watching soap operas the entire day. As soon as he hears you come up the steps, he goes running and dumps clay all over his body and goes, oh... <laughs> Oh, boy, was I slaving at the wheel. Oh, it's a tough day today. What's he working? What's his medium? Oh, anything. Anything he can get his hands on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he does a little work on you once in a while, too. Huh? God, not for a long time. I haven't oh. seen him for a while. Okay. Well, you're going to see him soon because you guys are going to wrap up the tour at the Pumpkins, and then you're going to yeah. go and uh, just have sex for a month. That's absolutely right. All right. But not before I say hi to Andy and Sonia. The party girl and hey party guys. boy. And all the people in San Diego came out last night to see Garbage play and gave us a great show. All right. So Garbage, uh, the name of the CD is Garbage. Tomorrow night at the uh, fabulous uh, Universal Amphitheater for the K-Rocks Acoustic Christmas. I'll look forward to seeing yep. uh, the two of you as well as the rest of the band there. And now I can really say hi to uh, Butch. Thank you very much for coming on. <laughs> no we problem. appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks all for right. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.